And welcome to another West March Guys podcast. I'm JT. I'm Joe. I'm AJ. And I'm John. And today we're going to answer some of the questions that you have written to us. We sorted through hundreds, thousands, uh, thousands of different questions, and we picked some of the best ones. And uh, this first one comes from Anonymous, if you could believe it. Uh, they write Now that you guys have been playing more and with different DMs, do you find yourselves thinking about anything differently or noticing things that didn't stand out to you as much as when you were in the DM scene? So I definitely have been fighting with the high bar that John keeps setting with online play. So I am constantly trying to step up my game in terms of prep, getting maps that actually make sense and look like things. And they're not just me scrawling white lines all over uh, or lines all over a white battle map like I used to when I played at a table. And it's actually it's been good for me because it's kind of getting me back into the sense of like I need to put NPCs together that actually make sense and have names ready. And like I think it's getting immersion better, which is really nice because it's something I realized I'd been lacking. So that's probably the biggest thing I'm noticing having played again. Also, I'm realizing how much I like DMing because being a player, I'm always just like, ugh. You really do. It's it's fascinating to see someone who prefers DMing. I just I love it. I don't know. It's not I, something I'm used to. See, I like playing both just equally. You're I so mean. sweet, Joe. Thank you for that. Except when you find a map before me, and then I use the same map the following day, <laughs> or or we both decide to use ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever can get it out there first. This is why we should talk more between sessions. But it's anyway. not. It, we're running di- totally different I, things. It's not I like know, they should I know, be I know. different. It's just literally hundreds of thousands of maps online that you could find. What was the chance that the exact same one is going to come up in the same week for us? It's because Google's listening. Anyway, that's true. It does. (laughs) I 100% find myself taking inspiration whenever I experience a new DM. Like, I mean, I'll piggyback on the fact that, you know, John's been killing it with the amount of content that he's been able to cram into sessions. I personally like all the imagery because, you know, artists and all. So, like, I can't get enough of it. It helps me really get immersed. But one of the things that I also wanted to hit on was it's not just, like, playing at the table with a new DM, but if you consume any D&D content with, like, regards to, we've like, we've named a few, like, Critical Role, Not Other D&D Podcast, I find myself noticing that, like, it's like, all right, you know, the way that Matt Mercer described a flashback or the way that an environment really popped with like how he, again, why he described it. And so like, I'll kind of pay attention to the style and then just try to work it into what, what I'm trying to bring to the table. Just, and, but yeah, it's honestly, I think it's hard not to be influenced by other DMS. And since we, again, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face, since we're so blessed, we have like a melting pot of different styles and it's been, I don't know. I, 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 I could see it. We're all slowly starting to change a little, not change to all be the same DM, but you can see, Definitely not the, the, same. You can not see the, same. the influence that we each have on each other, which is really cool to see. I feel like it rounds us. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I still don't know this critical role or other things that you're talking about, sir. So bum. I give you credit, but the critical yeah. role for me really introduced rules more than it did anything else. I, I feel like just listening to cadence of play, if that makes sense, really opened it up for me. I, I mean, 
for me to go next answering this question, absolutely. Learning from other DMs and players is the only way to improve is the way I feel. Um, trial and error, working with them that you, you've all, all of you have expanded my view in how to run the game. I mean, Jay, you brought up the Fire Room Dungeons. We talked about moral questions, just combat in general, just being able to oh, bounce ideas and not be stuck. I mean, I can only imagine doing this by yourself and not having anybody to talk to or like DMing a world. Like maybe it's good to like have it total control, but the the cadence of play and how people play and interact with each other really kind of has definitely taught me a lot. I mean, I'm a different player and DM than I was three years ago, for sure. I think I might be a reverse form of this because I was the player for the longest time with all of you guys. Uh, and so do not take anything I'm about to say to offense, but coming offense back already from, taken. <laughs> no, well, maybe coming back as a DM and going back into a character, whether it's a new character and not, you know, your DM, you're in one interacting and giving everyone their moments and role playing and you wait patiently and you interject when necessary, roll a check here, do this. All right. Now I'll describe the room to you, but coming back from that into the South March and jumping into new characters, it just became the usual waiting for your turn to talk, blah, blah, blah. Is it my turn yet? Etc. things like that. And which is, you know, usual as a player, but you want the because t- you want the time to shine moment. Your options are to talk over the party during scenes, or just to take a back burner and wait for your turn. And usually online, it's harder to just yell over everybody, and you just give that about certain people time to talk. I feel like online definitely forces you to let people kind of have their moment. It's we struggle with it even doing the podcast. If two people talk at once, it really just starts screwing everything up. So, like, yeah. lucky for us, we get editing. Wait, what did you, what did you say? No. Yeah. No, 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 you first. No, you, no, go ahead. Oh, go no. ahead. Right, right. <laughs> That's it, man. That's, and, and you know that everybody who's played online knows exactly what we're talking it's, about. I mean, it's, 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 it's hard not to step on someone's toes because you don't have that physical indication that that other person might want to talk there. It's you, it just gets lost. So it's, it's, it definitely is a challenge at some points. I find it especially having played with you guys a lot, it's making me remember that I need to RP more and set up more. Because I was getting to the point when I was just on like the track, it was just like, you know what? We're just going to do dungeons and you guys are just going to fight things that for absolutely no sense, You just, I'm just going to keep putting monsters in front of you until you get bored. But see, that's yeah. us positively influencing exactly. you. Exactly. We're no, bringing the wonders of role-playing to your, I, actually, like, to your I, game. I couldn't believe it. I played a session, like, finally DM after a little bit of a hiatus, and I was I planned for combat, and you guys just took everything I gave you and ran with all of it, and I was like, well, I guess we're that, just RPing. That's, that's fine. The, that's the South March thing. Um, it's fun watching. You can see Joe as he plays in the South March, just fuming and biting at the cup, waiting for the combat. Can we, it's, like, it's like, guys, can we leave the inn? We're just talking. Can we please do the thing? <laughs> And it's just like, and I don't want to be the one that just slowly admits it to him. Joe, I didn't plan any combat this week. <laughs> I, so, I right. thought you guys were going to talk for six <laughs> After the session's over, he's just rolling to see if he hits nothing. <laughs> just hit, kicking rocks. No. <laughs> However, I will fully let you just attack people in the street at any time. Just saying. Oh, I'm sure that'll work out. I'm sure yeah. the guards will love it. Like, uh-huh. you know, there isn't a single thing that could go wrong in Ravnica. Joe, this is West Marches. You just have to get four or five people who you want to go raid a building with, and John will have to plan a session for you. Oh, uh, you know, I have, I have thought about it. He is not wrong <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so. We have one other question that we want to go into tonight, and uh, it's this is from Anonymous 0000. There's a lot of zeros. There's another one at the end. I believe it's 14. Um, I counted. I think so. I thought it was they, just they write. 
I have a listener question for you. How do you feel about different visualizations strategies? And uh, she goes into 3D maps, drawn maps, digital maps on your head. I have never had luck with 3D maps because one, I'm not willing to drop whatever it's going to cost me to buy the really fancy ones. So like I tried doing 3D maps with like popsicle sticks and like uh, the like really flimsy board. And it just, it never really worked out. I ended up spending so much time building like one house and it was just, uh, it looks like a house. And then I used it like four times and I was, I'm just going to have them keep showing up in the house and trying to get the scale right. I just, I don't like 3D maps. I just 3D, like actually physically 3D because I don't have the space in my house. I don't have the time to spend building these crazy elaborate things. Like to have a phys- like a mini that's painted because my wife paints them for me is like, that's, that's enough. Anything past that is just, I'd rather let the imagination take hold and maybe kind of let that go from there. In terms of drawn maps, mine are always just lines. Big old dick. <laughs> I mean, it, don't get me wrong. You've I always love been a doodler, those. though. When it was in person, having a whiteboard with grid squares on it, that was all I needed because that's, yeah, I can make anything and I can make it in like 10 seconds. I don't have to worry about it. I don't make crazy drawn maps. In terms of digital maps, I'm actually really becoming a fan of them. Me I too. Think, yeah, it's just, there are, it's, it's all of the easiness that I want of the whiteboard because someone else makes it and I just buy it and then I just put it on the screen. And voila, ta-da, it looks exactly the way it needs to look. And it makes total sense. And it's kind of 3D because people are way better at drawing than I am. I just put a grid over it, ta-da. So like, I definitely am heavily thinking when we go back to real play of having TV built into the table thing. I didn't think I was going to do it at first. It's definitely going to be something I'm going to have to put into play because I just really gives you that immersion without any extra work. It's so easy to, you can, you can link it up with Roll20. And mm-hmm. so like you can have the Roll20 interface right there. So you, you can have layers, you can draw all the dicks you want, like right on the thing. It's great. <laughs> and I know a guy who'll do some custom work for you. Oh, absolutely. Um, what's, the, what's that handle? Uh, at- <laughs> I do give you credit at least for having a painted mini. I don't know how many times or how many people I've known that have used the solid gray figure for years and just, that's me. <laughs> If it works, it works. You can't really be mad at it. No, no, I'm, I'm not. But it's, in, it's the same idea. I'm not a fan of painting minis at all. I will buy the pre-made. I will spend extra money to buy the pre-made painted ones that, you know, they put out. Who has the time or the skill, really, to be honest? <laughs> Have you ever tried to paint a mini? It's not easy. Yeah, I mean, I've used whiteboards. I've used dungeon tiles that I've gotten from a roommate and some friends. And I've done it. I, I mean, I've been using the internet in the, I don't know. I feel like there's a use to all of them. I would love... Like John says, I would love to build D&D, Dwarven Forge, uh, paint them and and set up a a real dungeon. I mean, don't get me wrong. Nothing more would I love, but I'm limited by time and money. And uh, I don't know. I think someday we'll get there. And I think they're talking about the monitor inlay. And I think, like they said, with uh, Roll20, being able to download maps and lay them out for you. And I mean, even drawing simple maps isn't that hard. You can get roads and just make, you know, cave entrances. And you can ask uh, AJ last time I went to run, I, I was like, hey, buddy. Run me down, roll 20 again, please. Oh, I it, honestly, I should have recorded that conversation because it would have been a great little, like, uh, v- like a little blip into what it's like to try and walk somebody through the, the basics of roll 20. I mean, luckily, I've been you're not even it. looking at the screen. I, I mean, like, I knew it, like, you've showed me, and we've been over this before, and I've yeah. it before, so it was a lot of refresher, but still, it was, it, it was it, I wish we recorded because it would have been an insight to how we plan, how I plan session, but yeah, the, um, the chaos that it comes with it. 
I don't know. I've, I've enjoyed it. I When I found dungeon tiles, I've used them to build encounter rooms. I tried to build a dungeon once. It's hard to keep it in line. But if you build specific encounter rooms that you expect them to get to, you can use uh, mine stuff. And then and then you enter a dungeon, lift the whiteboard. Oh, there's a map underneath. You know, that, that seemed to be really cool. And I was the GM overlay, like being able to pop things in and out was, was cool on Roll20. I enjoyed that a lot. But I have a long way to go on everything, so. Yeah, uh, a little West March guys tip. If you're going to try and look for a pre-made map, go to Google, type in the whatever you're looking for, forest, and then type in battle map. And there you go. There it's you'll have you won't have to draw a single thing at all. I personally like to I've like Joe, I have done my little uh, excursion into 3D maps and decided that it is not worth the time at all. Oh, and, I forgot that was even part of it. <laughs> and and who has a who has like a storage unit to put all? The, oh, you talk about Dwarven Forge. No, I mean if I oh if I could have Dwarven Forge, don't get me wrong, or if a 3D printer at the very least. But uh, I've kind of vent, I've kind of split myself into kind of using all three. I'm a huge a fan of the you can get the large rolled out gridded uh, image of like different environments so you could, there's like an arctic one a desert one like an ocean one i'm a big fan of those because they are whiteboard and there's you have a lot of freedom and it's like just enough to immerse you a little bit it's not like i mean no offense to like just the plain whiteboard but just having a little bit more there is kind of nice i again like the the digital maps but when I'm running a game at the table, I also have a connection to like a larger TV where I like to show world maps or like uh, it, the locations of a tavern or maybe an NPC that I found online and I wanted to show a reference to. Just you while know, you're playing in person, yeah, because it's I don't know it's it's one of Do the things that I really liked about the digital. And so being able to have like a US, like a, um, an HDMI connection to a TV where I could show all of this like stuff that, you know, That's really cool. helps immerse the game. I found a lot of success with it. And if, when they're not doing that, you, if you just have a map of where they, like a world map, like, cause I gave them like nautical map that shows where all the islands were. It's really interesting to sit there and like watch them go all to the map and go, okay, we want to go here. Uh, let's go here. So, I, I mean, I really liked kind of bringing all of these into one delicious soup i have a few issues that mostly consist with the in-person aspects i mean i am considered the digital dm that's why you guys all brought me here right um i think a lot of the tabletop maps break immersion simplest terms i say this but honestly if i had the money in the space yes as we talked about earlier i would buy the dwarven forge modular tiles and build an entire you know table out of them my problem with it is when you do that they break immersion. Uh, as a person, as your player, and you're sitting there looking at this giant table full of stuff, the room is a room is revealed to you, a small room. I take the, the roof off and you're in it. You now fight a couple creatures. You can see the whole rest of the dungeon that I have planned out. And as such, you know you're not done because you still see all of this. And you might save your abilities and spells for later. You're not blowing your load, as we would call it. You can call it that. It's the official term. Talking about fireworks when you pull it back. But other, ter- other terms of just in-person DMing, I... I'm not a fan just because due to height requirements, I have to crawl across the table to draw. It, it would just annoy me. Also, it's the same thing of you kind of stop combat or stop exploration and your your role play and your descriptions to now just draw the next room. It's like, everybody wait five minutes while I do this. It, it kind of just like puts halts and time spots into your, to your game. It's not pre-made. You could also do the same thing where you lift off a whiteboard, you lift off a piece of paper, but you see a couple of pieces of paper and you know that there's still stuff coming. But that's on the players to not metagame. Come on. Right. Like, 
Yeah. I know you can't trust them because I, I myself have like, you know, caught myself plenty of times where I'm like, all right, well, I know I'm this far into the session. I still got plenty of spells left. Ah, sure. Like, oh, I'll waste a few here. I, it can't go very much longer, you know? I, that, and I feel like that falls in the issue of the West March style more than it necessarily does. Oh, that's a Hamilton. pacing problem. Absolutely. Because, I mean, we have such strict guidelines to get people back that dungeons aren't more, unless you do like a mini series or something. Sometimes. And if you do a mini series, they're obviously expecting more, right? So they might obviously save more, even if you only have two on the table. It's interesting to see how the players' minds prioritize stuff while they're playing. Uh, but but even still, likewise, you can do all in your head, even with a digital map. You can see the room on the thing, but you have to describe what's in it. You give a basis. And even with AJ's, I like the idea that you like how you put a separate monitor for even in person to see what they have. You can give handouts and all the rest online. Roll20 is influential and just things that you can do as long as you think about it. Like we all talk, like all you guys are mentioning that you've discovered all of this. You haven't sat there for six hours piecing little things out of the map just to make something cool just discovering all the thing like even the the battle we just did this week had to put all those creatures there and and thinking of what to load have you even tried to figure out dynamic lighting i haven't yet i I spent i spent 30 minutes and i'm telling you right now i honestly don't know if it's worth it because you have to place the light sources and then you have to draw lines to like show where the walls are so where the light will stop it is a lot of fucking work it's kind of what i thought it would be But there's other issues that like I really want otherwise. I bought a couple of Kickstarters that are awesome map creators, which is Joe says, I'm just going to pay for a map. You might buy one of mine eventually because I'm just sitting here for a couple hours. Like I made a lava dungeon and it was just, you know, the lava has light spots that I can do. You know, you basically take a light bulb and you put it underneath the lava and the light bulb radiates. And That's cool. However, if you put the road into Roll20, it's as if you like took a screenshot of a GIF. It doesn't really work. Uh, it's super bright. But with Roll20, I hopefully expect that dynamic lighting will let it work. It, it should. There, it's exciting, like, man. There's extensive things. But that makes me think of something that I thought during the South Marches. How cool would it be if we could have animated player tokens? You know how in video games where it's like the idle animation? How cool would it be if, if I could take my, the minis that I make and like animate them so that like they have like want, cool so idle stuff? Star Wars 3D chess where you say Xander goes oh, to B14. Absolutely, I want that. You just yeah. described my one of my fantasies. Yeah, we all want that. If we could, if we could develop that i'm sure we would not be just doing a small podcast no hell no (laughs) you're welcome caa guy who's listening yeah yeah go ahead Uh, matt mercer do your thing whoever you are and just like steal this idea or have your people steal this idea and you develop it as long as i can i'll buy it i'll buy it from you i don't care absolutely (laughs) sounds fun so I feel like in terms of immersions, it seems like we kind of touched on a lot, but the biggest one I think we kind of like glossed over was in your head. Cause I feel like you have the physical versions and then you, it's almost like those three lump together and then you have in your head. And I feel like I do a lot in my head. I, that's usually my go-to in terms of one, if I didn't prepare it, that's what I'm going to shoot for. <laughs> well, yeah. you, you have to. <laughs> oh, yeah. like the bar last week? Yeah. You have the idea. Even in South March, we, we constantly do role play sessions. If you're going to the town store, I'm not going to, hold on guys, let me draw this up. Or I don't have one ready for you. So I'll give you the, the basic description and it, we're playing in our head for the next 20 minutes while we're here. Depends. How much do you want to fight the dude next to you? It's how bad I have to draw this. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to gatekeep, and I'm sorry, but I remember second edition drawing on a little notepad and showing everybody the notepad. Like, this is the room. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, Here's a napkin. 
Yeah. yeah, so yeah. That's uh, and and it's and it always sucks because if you were playing in your head and you just describe, yeah, you enter a big cathedral. It's it's maybe a hundred feet by three hundred feet. You know, you just insert a thing here, and somebody's fighting. And once the DM says, yeah, but the wall's right behind you because I can choose to at any time. We're in our head. You didn't think of that, and I just want to put a bypass in front of you. It's like, yeah, this is here. You kind of mess with your players. So I like it, it. It does give you a little bit of freedom to do whatever you want, which, I mean, as a DM, that's kind of juicy power that you like it to is. have. Like, sure, you have somebody at the opposite end of a room and you forgot to describe the debris in front of them. I want to charge at them. Yeah, well, you trip over the dog and the knocked over stone and the... If you're lucky enough, you describe the cathedral as like partially dilapidated or something so that it yep. gives you the opening to be like, yeah, there's shit on the floor. See, I hate, exactly. I hate that for me. If, I, if they're in a fight, I want them to know everything they can see. Okay. Exactly. Digital maps hate that, help that solely on the idea so, of there's that bush. I want to go hide in it. Yeah. I'm not good enough to run combat in my head just strictly because I can't keep track. Like, well, what what I found is whenever I've run it for like whenever my players decide to kill a shopkeeper because that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. I've, what I found is helpful is describing the distance between that player to the closest threat. So like you have if you have two guards, you go, OK, you are five feet away from this guard. You're 10 feet away from that guard. You're if you have another P like a wizard, it's like, OK, the wizard, you are 30 feet from both guards. And if you start with that, it helps your players kind of get a feel for what they want to do. All right. All right. I can see that. It's, it's I mean, because I sometimes recession zeros a lot. I'm not doing a lot of planning because it's all mostly RP and a little bit of combat. If So, I mean, a lot of my session zeros are in your head completely. It's funny because I feel like it's D&D that limits you to the ability of can you or can't you have battle without a battle map? Because it's everything. You have a cone spell. You have so many feet your spell can shoot. You have, you know, if you run by the person, you get an opportunity attack. Whereas there are RPGs out there that all they have is close range, medium range, and long range. And that's it. That's all you have to worry about. Wild. So, like, it's so, like, you're not worried about that. So that's all you have to say. And yeah. if you move, do you move the next distance. You said he's not wrong. Strictly because of the quality of combat, because it's so specific. And, and that's uh, turned on to a lot of people. And I, like, I mean, Joe, come on, you love it. Oh, that's why I play D&D. If it wasn't for the combat, man, there's <laughs> other RPGs out there that I think do role-playing better. So like, ooh, now that's a good, that's another episode where we just, we go, we break down our favorite RPG systems and why we like them and why we don't like them. <laughs> Guys, uh, I, I will say though that Joe's right. I think D and D has evolved, and they have purposely taken the additions as they've come out and put them more towards tabletop. You're drawing a map. You are having things in front of you. You're using visual aids and not just imagination. Yeah, like the, just, just means, the way the system is designed. And I miss it, right, guys? I miss playing. Like I miss sitting down and playing and being able to draw it out and being able to show you in front of you and being I feel able. Like to that look. goes without saying at this point. We're all oh, going crazy. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm completely fine <laughs> online. I'm actually like it's. I'm getting so accustomed to it. I don't know. I, I just can't wait to do the first level to get used to it. But one of the things that I was I, I wanted to point on before we get to wrapping this up in our little plugs with all in your head, especially with describing the room to you. Honestly, you kind of rely on the players a little bit to ask questions because. As a DM, you can only, I don't want to spend 30 minutes on the door frame to, to tell you exactly where the seams are. It's on you to ask 
okay, what does this door frame look like? How how deep is the door frame? How big is it? So you're kind of relying on your players to be a little bit more proactive in their questions to describe the environment. So it, it's like a learning curve because if they haven't done it, then you know, know, they're not going to I found for that, you know, instead of saying, oh, there's a letter hidden in an urn, it's like there's a letter hidden in the room. Where are they going to search a high enough investigation check to find this letter? Oh, you checked a 20 on the door frame? Oh, look at you. You found it. It was in the door frame. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I see. Try to generalize out the rules so they can ask more questions, immerse in the room, but yet find what they need to find when they need to find it. That's a bit of a hint, just saying that there's a letter hidden in the room. But I, the best part is we're, we're talking about maps and, and all that, but players having to ask you things is a big factor. You can only give them so much and without having to constantly do the repetitive. So what are you guys doing? What do you want to do? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's the players need to give you that feedback, and it's there's always something happening. Otherwise, I'm like, all right, I'm going to start talking again for three minutes. Here we go. Yeah, because it's always something like I worry about is as a DM sitting there going, it's like, okay, at what point have my players finished talking, and it's my turn to like interject and move the story along? You know, it's exactly it's a but give and take sort of thing. How many times has it happened where you completely delve into the lookings and the the details of the shopkeep, and they just leave? Not worth so many times. Not worth my, not worth my time. Speaking of feedback, we want to hear your feedback. We Send need more, more questions. Thousands of questions. I know we have thousands, but we need thousands more so we can sort through them. So please, if you have any questions, we, we can put them on Twitter. I'll get it, man. I get the notifications. Um, Look, we, we have Kyle sort through the giant bag. You know, guys, I tweeted, and then suddenly we got to jump and listen. So I was like, damn it, I should do this more. So it's all on you. It's all on you for our listeners. Guys, if you're going to, if you're going to talk to us, harass us on Twitter. Please. Also, if you keep putting anonymous, we're just going to make fancy names for you. So you can think of them yourself or you can leave it to us. But you don't want to leave it to us. I know. <laughs> you know. We may. You may want to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you can uh, you can find us on Instagram too. I'm doing a lot better about posting some good stuff. Still not like actually posting, but the stories have been pretty, pretty on point lately. Facebook, you can submit questions via the message function or you can post them right to our page. We also have the westmarchguys at gmail.com, which is where these questions came from. So, like, the OG. Yeah. And that, how's that Snapchat code, John? <laughs> yeah, John, come on. No, I'm not going to do it, but as of previous time, I, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we're going to make an OnlyFans. Oh, oh hell yeah. Dude, I'll put nudes up. You just are you ask. kidding? Dude, we work. can do a sexy West March guys calendar with us. Uh, like, I mean, all we have to do like is robes. all we have to do yeah. is do a two hundred dollar paywall of uh, an elf, you know, and just not do it, and we're good. Thanks, Paula. Well, we know how to work the game. Obviously. Listen, man, it's either that or Snapchat. Take so, uh, West March guys, my fans only coming at you like <laughs> relatively soon. Seriously, thanks for listening, guys. It's always a pleasure. stay safe out there, you guys. This.